have you. I have a fan page I, I created on Tumblr years ago the uh, uh, for Victoria Jackson. An anti-fan page? No, a pro fan, just the stuff I like. I mean, I think she's a great performer. She's funny. Mm. And she's weird. And weird in a good way, you know, like Andy Kaufman way. And mm. she outpaces a lot of the people on SNL for that fact. But, yeah, she went political. And it's just, you know, I'm just not, I just don't, I, I disagree with her on it. So, you know, respectfully disagree, but definitely disagree. Okay. You what saw her in Chicago. Is that Michael has gotten... Uh, the the winner of horse races for like uh, New York, Miami, L.A., and he's doing a little tour, and he's just like wow. down on the trifecta and hitting every time. What a weird! You're right. What a weird uh, superpower. And it's inexplicable. It's inexplicable. No, he looks at a newspaper and sees a list, and he, and then a name glows, and he says, "That one, the glowing name." <laughs> uh, okay, so after Schwarzenegger declared his count- candidacy, Coleman was like, "Fine, I'll vote for Schwarzenegger," and Coleman sort of withdrew. But it's too late; he was on the ballot, and he got eighth out of 135 candidates. Wow! Wasn't the story like some rich? Startup guy was the one who financed the campaign. I don't know. My my problem is that with Gary Coleman is that he became the butt of a lot of jokes, and you know he went along with it. So with Postal, the the video game, uh, he plays himself. Gary yeah, he Coleman plays himself. Uh, yeah. So in Postal um, Two in two thousand three, plays himself. And he was, in 1997, he was in a video game called The Curse of Monkey Island. And he doesn't play in Right, which is a famous fun parts game. Uh-huh. He, uh, was he an American, like, there was a, a David Zucker movie where Chris Farley's uh, brother played, like, a Michael Moore guy. And it was, like, a Christmas Carol, but American it was, like, an American Carol. Carol. Yeah, 2008, American Carol. I think Coleman was in that, too. Yep. He was. And then he was in Midgets versus Mascots in 2009. And sort of like what you're saying, he's getting all this heat. He was not a midget at all. He had um, a no. disorder uh, that prevented him from growing older. I mean, he's only 12 here, okay? But he, right. as a 12-year-old, he shouldn't look like an 8-year-old. But it was called um, punk-ass dysmorphia. Fucking punk ass dysmorphia. Yeah, and it, it it stunted his growth. Wait, was that the same thing, uh, Amelia? Uh, oh, forget it. I was going to talk about Webster Lewis, Emmanuel Lewis. Right. Was that Jack in the Box, right? No, that was Rodney Allen Rippey. Oh, that was Rodney Allen Rippey, yeah. He was just a kid. I don't think he had the same disorder. Uh, no, he did not have punk ass dysmorphia. No, he was just a kid. Yeah, he was a normal. Hey, I have a. <laughs> yeah, he was normal. He was known for commercials, fast food commercials. I mean, he wasn't an actor, right? Uh, no, no. Uh, I don't really know the story of Rodney Allen Rippey except that that was his fifteen minutes. Like Clara Peller, fifteen minutes. 
Where's the beef? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Where's the Beef Lady from Lindsay's commercials in the 80s. Who we saw? Now we go back to the Chicago Gangsters. We saw her. On the grave of Al Capone. What was it? Uh, yeah, this is, I, I'm not sure what their beef was, but somehow we put him out of business. Now he's receiving the bad. Well, the people upstairs are undercutting him. They've got their own carts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now, guess what? We're finding out that the money that that they raised to help the city isn't going to the people. It's going to the banks. And the mayor's trying to explain that they're the bondholders and the Constitution says that they have to get paid first. And everyone's having none of it. They're calling him an asshole. Even Maureen Stapleton will go, yeah, you know, you really are an asshole. Go ahead. Do you want to listen? Go ahead. Okay. Music. And now Maureen's turn. <laughs> and Norman. Oh, no. Norman's doing his Mr. Roper look. Right. I know. I half expected them to go. Love boat will return after this. <laughs> so now he's like, we shouldn't have trusted them, and it's like a low moment in the play, in the movie screenplay. Um. So Paul was on before he hit it on uh, different strokes. He was on the Jeffersons as the nephew. He was on Good Times as Penny's friend. Um, Facts of Life. He was, well, he played Arnold on Facts of Life. They did a kind of a tie-in, so he was on the show by that time. And it was after, of course. Oh, gosh, do you remember the show Hello, Larry? Uh, McLean Stevenson from MASH left MASH to do his own series, and he was like a morning DJ, divorce DJ, talk show DJ, talk show, radio show, and I think the Drummonds came by and visited him. Like, he's buddies with uh, Mr. Drummond. Uh-huh. Now, that was what? which MASH star? He was the first, uh, he was before Henry Potter, uh, uh, Henry Morgan. Um, uh, before Sherman T. Potter, it was Henry. Henry, what was his name? It was McLean Stevenson, uh, the actor. No, Henry, yeah, maybe it was Henry. Wasn't Henry dating a hot lips Hulahan? God. No, he wasn't. Was. Frank Burns was, but on... Frank Burns. On Mutiny Radio uh, Loop, right, on the, the uh, bumper, right. it's got yeah. that. Henry! Yeah. This major Hulahan of yours, right? It's Henry's his name. Right, right, right. Oh, funny. So, uh, also, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna. I was just gonna say that uh, David Hasselhoff showed up as Michael Knight. That uh, oh, uh, Wesley. Uh, no, Dudley. It was Dudley, uh, Arnold's friend. They went over on the set of Knight Rider, and they got to meet the car- Kit and my and David Hasselhoff. Uh huh. They met Kit. Like he's a real. Yeah. Let's do a selfie, Kit. Uh no, I'm I'm working right now, and I'm trying to focus. Okay, so. Right now, 
the um, Lester and Frank are like, screw the world, let's go get rich. We're going to make our own horses. And then she's like, you two have no integrity. And he goes, no integrity, you lied to the kid. And now she's admitting that they never had any intention to get married and adopt him. Right. So it's like a low moment in which he's been let down by his two parental figures. Huh. Yeah. Back to the lockers for me. He has a lot of parental uh, figures in the, at the train station. He's got the guy at the gym. He's yep. got Marine Stapleton. Yes. He's got the pizza dude. Pizza guy. Martin, he even had, uh, yeah. You got the shoe shine manager with his unlit cigar. Yeah, Archie Bunker. Have you kept the unlit cigar in your mouth for more than five minutes? Oh, hang on. I got to read the comics. (laughs) What's happening here is because his life has made a shit turn, he can't pick. He keeps going, no, no, that's not it. And then he picks him and he goes, I think so. I'm not sure. But, of course, they all take him as his word as gospel. He's pick, he's never lost. And they're all going to lose. Right. And the world will turn against him. Well, it's, yeah, poor guy. I used to remember when they would list the, the, the sports listing and then they would have, like, a lone comic strip. Yes. In the there. And, you know, yeah. You, yeah. It would always be, like, not funny. Like, as a kid, you'd be like, there's another comic in the paper, and you go to the sports list things, and you'd be like, Confucius say, what the fuck is this shit? Or like, yeah. you know. I remember so many times you read the, you would read the funnies on Sunday, when it actually came on Sunday, not Saturday. And um, right. you would read it, and you, you wouldn't laugh. And then you say, okay, I'll read the next one. This won't be funny. And you read it, and it wasn't funny. Funky Winker Bean. I mean, just, you know. Right. Uh, what is that, Sarge? Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey, I respect. Uh, I like him more. Uh, Beetle uh, Bailey can be very funny, but most of the time you'd be reading it, and that wasn't funny, and Dagwood wasn't funny, and Snoopy wasn't funny. and <laughs> Right. But the first one, it was like a holiday on Sunday. It would be like, oh, I better call my mom. <laughs> the great thing about Rose's Rose on this Mother's Day is that, oh, fuck. Yeah. BC. Sorry, I gotta get back to this movie, but fuck DC. What was up with that? Fuck. It was the Wizard of Id. What DC? It was the Wizard of Id. What's that called? DC Comics. D- fuck DC. What'd you say? Oh BC. Do you remember like oh. the the daily? Yeah, that wasn't funny. Handicap wasn't funny. I mean, they could be funny, but as a rule. Wait. All right, back to this. Well, Handicap. Go ahead. No, Handicap was was funny enough to be uh, included on the packaging of Handicap's potato uh, chips. That is a good point. Yeah. Okay, let's back to the movie. Of course they Chicago. I don't understand how he's putting the mob out of business. I don't get that little subplot. And it doesn't pay off. Yeah. The mob had like an office farm or something like that. God, so funny. Okay, so it's going to be Hero's lowest point. He's going to even start crying with Maureen Stapleton. 
So it's called the Dark Knight of the Soul, and he's gonna he's gonna have a breakdown. But then he'll be educated, and he'll see a way. So now he's locked out of his trailer. He doesn't have his locker anymore. He's pretty much right now homeless. Right. Now, he was a a railroad model railroad guy. And he's yeah. a supporter of Amtrak. I don't know what that means. Well, Amtrak is a is a is always needs money, and the government never funds it, even though the government subsidizes it to prevent it from becoming a monopoly. There was one point where trains ruled the world, and one bought out one, and the bigger one bought out ate the smaller one until it was basically one company, and the government said, "Oh no, we can't have this." Right. Uh, and I think it was going under anyway, and they said, well, we'll subsidize it. And they never do a real good job on it. So I could see him, Arnold, saying, you know, we need more funds for Amtrak. So he was a supporter, like an advocate for. Yeah, like to make sure that they get financed or whatever. Here we go. Here's the speech. O-R-T. Oh, sorry, one save again. Some people are good. And everybody has some goodness in it somewhere. Except for Hitler. <laughs> that dude was all bad. Yeah, totally. Okay, let me think of another example. <laughs> If it wasn't for Hitler, we wouldn't have the Volkswagen? Do you already know that? Yes, Carl, here we go again. People's car. I'm aware of your... I'm aware of your Hitler speech. It was a good thing he did. Because nobody's all bad. I can't hear you, Carl. I'm looking for a tunnel. No, Hitler Today's guest is Shelby Wilson. She's a hilarious comedian lady working here in San Francisco. She's on her way from a work meeting. Hang in there and enjoy the free ride. We'll be back at you soon.
are taking it to the streets here in the mission. Taking it to the streets by the Doobie Brothers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's see. What other music can we play here? Give me a call if you like. It's 5415 5500511. 
Stopping by hilarious comedian I performed with last night. See you later, Shelby Wilson. She's stopping by the studio around 4.45, 5 o'clock. I'm going to have a chat with this hilarious lady comedian that performed with me at Asiento last night. It is a delicious restaurant. We had some delicious chicken enchiladas and beers and listened to a lot of hilarious comedians, including Gary Hughes. This woman, Gabby, was hilarious, all hosted by Pam Benjamin. You know her from Mutiny Radio. Let's see, what do we have up next? Have you guys heard Rubble Bucket? Ugh, my new favorite group. You know, if you see my enemies, tell them I want to reconnect it again.
radio show here at mutiny radio we're going to be talking to a hilarious lady miss shelby wilson pam benjamin is in the studio preparing for an open mic night for those comedians that want to come on down at 6 p.m practice your jokes get ready for the hot hot valentine's day weekend she's got snacks and treats like she usually does you know, I went shopping earlier today. Picked up some uh, Doritos from my I'll let y'all in on a secret before she gets here. I brought some IPA, some real beer, and then I bought a white cloth. funny person, I'll include you. Give me a call at the Muni Radio line here at 415-550-511. It's like, you know, San Francisco, 415. Two fives, two zeros, another five, two ones. I don't know if I can spell it out any simpler. 
So, all right, while we're waiting for this dance song to break, um, you know, Pam, Shelby, I, Gary, Gabby, all these hilarious comedians were at Asiento Restaurant last night telling our jokes. Some of us did better than others. Uh, and, you know, I got some material here I'm ready to work out on the viewing airwaves or the listening airwaves. I don't know. I'm a new DJ. This is new for me. So, anyhow, uh, I was talking about, you know, being America's favorite Appalachian gay dad comedian, similar to Jack, Jeff Foxworthy, similar to Larry the Cable Guy. That joke got very little applause and laughs. I'm ready to strike it from the record. Forget I ever said it. All right, let's see. Just got an Instagram message from Michelle Bewells. She's coming. She's on her way. She got done with her work meeting. You know, it's Thursday, and I don't know about you all, but I got the day off tomorrow for Lunar New Year. I get the weekend off. I know a lot of people got to work the weekend, and, you know, God bless you. I appreciate you. I appreciate all y'all out there working. Uh, But for me, it's a four-day weekend coming up. That's why I'm extra excited I'm here with my Voodoo Ranger IPA. It's called Juicy Haze. Uh, Enjoying a cocktail. I hope you can join me soon. Um, You know, we heard that song already. I'm going to fast forward that one. Oh, not that one either. Not that one either. Oh, my goodness. Bernard Wright spinning. We're going to listen to some of that. Yes, we are.
Mutiny Radio FM, and I'm talking over the song. Oh, man. I just can't keep my mouth shut, y'all. I've been cooped up in my house all day. It feels so good to get out. Last night... your favorite music or at least my favorite music <clears throat> that was spinning by bernard wright look him up he is an amazing amazing artist and you know what uh i was getting into it we were having a little technical difficulties with my mic i hope it's working now and you know what else is happening later on okay miss shelby wilson's on her way to the studio at the moment we're gonna talk to comedian shelby wilson you can look her up on instagram she's hilarious Later on around six. Oh, what's up? We got guests in the studio. Maybe he'll hop on a mic. Uh, later on, we're gonna be having an open mic down here at Muni Radio on the corner of Alabama. Well, between are we between Florida and Alabama? Uh, at six o'clock, twenty-first. And come on down if you're a hilarious comedian, or even if you're not funny. You know, you got to start somewhere, right? Daylight, I'm so absent-minded Nighttime meeting new anxieties So am I erasing myself Hope I'm not erasing myself Four-day weekend, 
Lunar New Year, President's Day. I'm ready to celebrate the new president. Anyhow, we're here having a good time. It would be nice to give my heart to a god. Thursday, February 11. Headed into the Lunar New Year tomorrow. Is there going to be a party in Chinatown or what? I need to find out. I need to know. Is there going to be some firecracker?
slave to the radio. Funny people, including Will Brown. Uh, a hilarious comedian is on her way to the studio now, Miss Shelby Wilson. In the meantime, let's kick it back to some old school. It is. Is always 
goodness. That was What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. I do believe there are some doobies in this area. I believe it's past 420 as well. So, you know, if you got them, smoke them. Shelby Wilson is here, hilarious comedian. Uh, we performed last night at uh, Asiento restaurant here in the Mission, just a block down from Muni Radio Studios. She's in the building. She's got a big ass, it looks like a beaker full of wine. I mean, at least, oh, I get it. It's a, one of those Bowdoin, like fancy. I was like, are you a scientist? Did I not know? Did I miss something? She's a lady of science. She believes in science, you know, up to a point, right? Yes, your body, your choice, right? Let's not forget that. All right, yeah, girl, um, relax, take a breath, have your have a sip of your wine out of your big ass beaker. Okay. I mean, port, it's got a spout. I think you'll figure it out. You've been drinking for a while now. I'm gonna guess. All right, let me make sure you're on that mic. Um, Shelby. <laughs> yes, I can hear you in okay. these headphones. We're good. We're Yeah, you can put them on. I got a little background music, but I think the people can hear us over that. Um, Shelby, how was how was your uh, work day? Let's just start there. Oh, boy. What? I can't <laughs> wait till I get to quit my day job for comedy. <laughs> I think I have about... 10 to 20 more years, but can't wait. Okay, 10 to 20 years. That's reasonable. You're young. You're young. <laughs> and you know, that's why I want to have you on my podcast. I see your star quality. I just, I'm grooming you for later on, you know, when you get on to like Howard Stern, when you get on to Jimmy Fallon, you're going to be ready. You're like, I've been doing interviews oh for years now. Oh, uh, is it the waffy, the coffee in this cup, or am I just really <laughs> blushing right now? Is it allergies or am I flattered? <laughs> You know, Thank I try to butter up my guests before I hit them with the hard questions. I'm so excited. <sighs> hit me. Hit me. Hit me. But thank you so much. You are always so supportive whenever <sighs> we're on the same show. So I just oh my God. appreciate the heck out of you. I'm so happy to do this with you, too. Oh, my God. It's so fun. I was trying to find the earlier episodes. Where do you post them? <gasps> well, you know, if you have the Mutiny Radio app, which I don't know if you what? have, there's a Mutiny Radio app. It's what? high tech, girl. We're like in the 2020s. Know, welcome to the Bay Area. Pam oh Benjamin God. knows what's up. She's hooked. She's playing plugged us all in. Uh-oh, am I going to expose myself right now? Um, in what way? Is it on the Google Play Store or only on the oh, You expose Apple yourself Apple. as an Android user. I know. I mean, I I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. You know, everybody's got their on? thing. Okay, good question. You can <laughs> let me know. I have, you know, I'm an iPhone. I'm a... No. No. Okay, no. well, you know, you can look it up online. Yes. I'll send you a link, girl. I'll okay. send you a link. Good. Also, okay, while we're talking about last night, mm -hmm. Henry, I give me the video, so we're going to do <gasps> that. We're going to do the connection, the technology work later. Yes. Oh my gosh, thank we're you. We're going to airdrop so it. Oh, wait, you don't have an iPhone. Stop what? it. <laughs> Can't airdrop it. All right, we're going to work on your phone choices later. I'll just sketch out each scene and then make a cartoon of it or something. Okay. <laughs> It can do. be like that aha video. <laughs> or I'll just record the video on your phone with my phone. Okay, so just video right. I'll play. I'll push play <laughs> and you record. Okay. We just have to get the timing right then. Perfect. I like low tech <laughs> solutions. You Sometimes know. Sometimes they're the most efficient. Sometimes it's the <laughs> simplest thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, continuing with the lowball questions, I had asked you this before, but what's okay? What's your favorite snack? And it could be anything you shove in your mouth. Could be a boy. <laughs> could be a food. 
I know, that's a good question. When you, you prompted me with that earlier, I had to take a minute. I'm so bad at snacking these days because when I'm hungry, I just make pasta. I just make a bowl mm -hmm. of pasta. I should keep it with me, just a little Tupperware container at all times. Uh -huh. um, but that's really it. Like, that's my go-to. I have like 10 to 15 and I need something quick. Uh-huh. Pasta. Gonna, just pasta. Yeah. Right on. I know. It's a weak snack. It doesn't even like, it's not even in the I mean, I don't think snacks. that's like a meal. For me, that's like a meal. That's like a relationship <laughs> that you got to get started with the pasta and the food. But okay. Well, you know, previously you had said that Doritos were your favorite snack. That's so right. I brought you some, girl. Oh, yes. No, that's, You're like. <laughs> they're just not my common snack. Like Doritos are a treat for me. It's a special treat when I get Doritos. It means I've done something right. You have done something right. Yay. You're entertaining <laughs> and hilarious. And you killed it at Asiento last night, unlike me. Thank Ugh. you. Oh, stop. I, was, I don't think I've seen the full run of your last Alicia Keys bit. It's oh, okay. so good. I was <laughs> Thank trying. you. This, oh. Girl, you got options. We got I Cool know. Ranch. <laughs> we got, and then for myself, since we're doing basic, you know, school schoolboy snacks. <laughs> So I got myself snacks. some crunchy Cheetos, but you get the Doritos <laughs> options over there. I'm actually, I cannot get more basic. I don't even like Cool Ranch Doritos. I'm a classic nacho cheese girl. I don't know what it is. That's good, you know. <laughs> it's available in ev virtually every corner store, so you don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go far. No. Thank you so much. It's always close at hand. You for know, buying me dinner. Thank you for coming straight <laughs> from work. I know how it is when I'm rushing around. I rushed over here, you know, right after my jobby job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was just like, ugh. If I didn't have food, I'm not a happy person. I know that was me. I messaged you. I was like very desperate in all caps. I was like, I need a beer. <laughs> okay. I got beers too. Woo. If you want to switch off from the wine later. Oh, absolutely. I love Let me mix. know. <laughs> I know. Mixing drinks. I hear that's, I've gotten that that's a good thing to do. I know. It definitely won't reduce like a headache or anything <laughs> like that. You'll feel great. You'll feel even better. Even better. When do you usually get off your job? I'm usually done around four, like oh, 3.30, 4, you know. Really nice. So it's like, I'm just on Zoom all damn day. Mm. And to just look at another person in three dimensions is so <laughs> nice. It's funny. So my office just recently reopened for certain parties, including myself, to go back in and work, physically touch things. Uh -huh. um, and we've hired people during quarantine. Uh -huh. And I saw one of my coworkers for the first time <gasps> in real life today. today. Wow. And it was fun because like, we don't recognize each other at first. We're just like, she just from across the office, she's like, I thought that was your hair, but I've never seen it from the back before. What? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> um, nice to meet you too. Interesting lead in. Um, but it was, it was so strange, right? Like suddenly here is this real person when I'm wondering though, like who will be hired in quarantine and then also leave during yeah. quarantine. Like I will never know them as a real human being, only as a Zoom vision. Right? I so wait, how long have you been at this jobby job? Two years. Two years, okay. Yeah, almost exactly. I started in January. So clean. I started in January 2019. Okay. Here we go. Like my anniversary is very easy to remember. Yeah, at this okay. Time. So two years, and that's two years I've been in the Bay Area because I came wow. here from New York. Mm -hmm. Okay, from New York, mm -hmm. New York. New York. Okay, but wait, I thought you were OC girl. I sure am. Okay, so it's, you're all over the place. Exactly. Where Absolutely. did you start? Where did you start as a young Shelby? Young Shelby started in Mission Viejo, California. Okay. Yep. Once mentioned on the show The OC, just once in just passing once. with disdain, Mission Viejo, California. <gasps> okay. It's the armpit of the OC. Exactly. Almost. Okay. We're like, that's actually good. Like, what body part would we be? We're kind of like. I would know. 
like probably like the ring finger right like the not actually useful in any way but still present like an important on an important you know limb of swords but not we have no function mission viejo okay. um but it's lovely it's lovely right and you can adorn it it's it nice yeah, yeah it's pretty suburban it's just suburban and yeah. quiet okay so started there desperately wanted to get out after high school always mm. knew i wanted to work in fashion so a little hit to my day job um so i moved to new york that was the answer right right found a school um wasn't ready to give up the suburban lifestyle like i definitely love the outdoors and space that's what brought me back to san francisco was getting to have that again right but on. yeah i spent um four six six years in new york and it was an amazing amazing time i miss it actually funny enough in quarantine i've never wanted to go back more since I've moved to the Bay. To New York? Mm-hmm. Okay. Worst time to be in New York, probably. I know. I know. Actually, though, when their restaurant started opening up before ours, I was like, damn. <laughs> I would have gone through that first wave to get those restaurants No, that first early. wave was the worst. I know. Not to what make I light hear. of it. It was terrible. It was definitely terrible. Especially now, too, that they're quarantined in snow. Mm. Like, it's actually so much worse. Because at least when you leave your apartment, there's, like, fresh air and it's enjoyable. Now right. they just go out into sludge. Into icy, cold, awful sludge. The worst. I'm not jealous of that at all. I moved here from Baltimore like a long time ago. And Baltimore, like, they hit you with that burning hot, humid ass summer. (laughs) It's nice for a couple months. And then that freezing ass winter. After a couple, uh, one summer, the summer before I moved to San Francisco, it was 100 degrees (laughs) and humid too for a week straight. And I was living in a third floor of a the third floor of a third of a three-story brick building with no air conditioning oh my god it was literally 125 degrees in my bedroom at night shelby oh and i knew i was moving to san francisco like in two months but i had to go out and buy like a window unit ac i was like this is not you cracked you did i couldn't you had to get one and whoever moved into my apartment got to keep that free air conditioner. You're welcome. You're very generous. I can't believe Ugh. you did it. I'm actually proud of you for giving in because when I was in New York, same situation, I never had really? AC. Oh my and God. And every summer I toughed it out because I was like, yeah. okay, like I'll buy a unit mm-hmm. and then I'll do it. But I'm like, you know what? By the time I research online, get myself a unit I can afford that does the job, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to cool off in like two weeks. So I just kept lying yeah. to myself that way. Mm-hmm. Never bought an AC unit in New York. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm so miserable. Ugh, so miserable. It's the worst. And you know, but the thing is, I hate the summer when it's really you're near a hot place in the summer. It's 100 degrees outside. Then you go inside and they've got it on 60. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I can't win. It's the worst. I've never been sicker because when the temperature changes <sighs> like that, I go down. I it's... go down when the temperature shifts. I know. And, and then now we're in the Bay Area. We're such wusses here. It's like it's 80 degrees and people are like, oh my God, this heat. <laughs> And then it's like 45 degrees and it's rainy and we're like, man, this sucks. I need my snow jacket. Uh, I know, but honestly, I love being spoiled like this. It's my favorite. It is. I love San Francisco. Because we get seasons. Like down south, it doesn't really change over in the same way. We don't get as much rain. So we Southern California. And then up here, you get like pseudo seasons, which is nice. Yeah. Which I'll take it. Yeah. I will. Um, Because yeah, real seasons kind of suck. And I completely understand why people leave them. Yeah. And... I don't know. I just, I don't like it when it's foggy and windy and cold on 4th of July. That's my only complaint in San Francisco. And it's just like, you think it's going to be different every year. It's not. I know. That's what I'm actually, so I live in Oakland now. I'm debating moving to the city. 
and as much as I love the sunset in the Richmond, it's just like, I don't want to be out there because it's always cloudy. Yeah. I can't, I'll go wither and die. Yeah. I need sunshine. Mm. That's the beautiful thing about the East Bay is it's usually clear when over here is overcast. And it is better weather over there. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit more warmth and a little bit less drizzle, drizzly assed rain. <laughs> okay. Well, so this, you know, I want I wanted to dive into your stand-up material that I heard you. Because oh, really? when I first heard you at Muni Radio here, it was probably a joke workshop mm-hmm. on a Monday. Uh, and you were talking a lot about fashion. So that makes sense now that I know that you work in fashion. Oh, yes. I mean, I kind of had an idea. <laughs> but, you know, you you're, you really made me believe that, like, fashion matters. Because like, I'm one of those people, like, I don't give a shit. Like, some clothes are, I'm like, that's cool. I like the way that that looks. But I don't really worry about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I mean, that's, you know, most gays are all up in the fashion and I don't really give a shit. I'm like, it you looks good on well. you. do very well. Don't worry. Thank you. Do you. Do you notice what I'm wearing? Do you recognize it? You're not a, you're a nineties girl though. I'm probably. leaning in really quickly. Members only. Members only jacket. What is this? <gasps> Does any, Inform Pam, me. we got to educate <laughs> Shelby. Okay. <laughs> should, I, should I leave? No, no, no. It's Okay. <laughs> We're we're educating. You're young. You gotta. Yeah, you don't know all this history of fashion. Okay, so members only was like the early '80s. People would wear members only jacket and parachute pants. Do you know about parachute yes. pants? Okay, okay. Yes. Okay. Parachute. So it's kind of like that era. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like not really hip hop. I don't know what it was. Sounds like it. I mean, it was cool. Kangol yeah. Kangol caps. Was it more like aligned with that like '80s constantly working out aesthetic? Like everyone just kind of had that like workout. I mean, it like does pre athleisure. I mean, it's got very clean lines. Okay. You know, it's very like clean, mm-hmm. simple. You know, that's when I th- when I think of '80s, I think of like you know, neon colors or just like black and white and gray. You uh-huh. know, I don't know. Neon, I'm not but a fashion minimal. person really, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so you really made me realize like fashion matters to people, mm-hmm. and. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate a different... That's what you give a Thank fresh you. perspective. Thank you. Yeah. You know what's actually really funny is when I was starting, um, someone told me they were like, you can't dress well as a comedian. <gasps> really? Yeah. Someone Who said that to me. Who told you that? Why? Because they won't take you seriously? What was their re- What was yeah. their rationale? Yeah. It's kind of like this thing that it's like you have to... I, I mean, honestly, I didn't quite understand it. And I think that's why I didn't ever take it seriously. Uh-huh. But it was like, somebody was like, you can't dress well because i think you know it definitely like gives off an air of like privilege for sure okay and just like it kind of this more like preppy less relatable uh-huh. vibe yeah right like i'm detached from the masses i guess because my shoes and shirt coordinate or whatever it is <gasps> i mean like, you know you're a cut above <laughs> but it's and anyways i didn't take it seriously because i was just kind of like if anything then it would differentiate me sure you want to stand out in some way and also i just don't want to overthink it right like yeah. at the end of the day just like do i just be you it, <laughs> right like puzzle pieces i'm just like cool this fits together and now i'm gonna walk like leave the house and never think about it ever again mm-hmm. um i know i definitely went through that whole phase though when i was a kid where i was like very fidgety about my clothes because i always wanted to like mm-hmm. have it look right i think i have a yeah joke about that about being presentable in orange county at all times right um but there was a real thing, and I just remember it was obsessive. It was so obsessed with what I was wearing, and now mm-hmm. I just can't do it. It's no. like I'm putting on a top, I'm putting on pants, I'm leaving the house. You're more relaxed now. So much more relaxed, and it's just like, you know, thankfully I work in fashion. I get, you know, just get clothes from the company that Freebies. I work for. Oh, my God. That's what I'm um, – I had – I was dating this guy that worked at a retail, like, Rolo. I don't know if you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's for the gays, mostly. <laughs> the, the upper crust gays. And I got tons of free stuff. He's like, we got samples. And I'm like, anything in my size? Exactly. Bring- no, I just loved slide it. Slide me your size. Yeah. I clean out samples all the time. That's how I get dressed in the morning. Mm. 
I'm always looking for free stuff. That's like the one thing that'll keep me in the fashion industry for a long time. This is just like, it's really nice having that part of my life on autopilot. Yeah, you don't have to go shopping. Ever. I never go shopping. Um, So that'll be hard to leave. But overall, the pace of it, like I love the the movie Devil Wears Prada, obviously. I know. I was going to say, that's what I envisioned when you said you moved to New York. I was like, (laughs) Devil Wears Prada, did you have a bitchy boss? That's what I imagined too. Yeah, I did. He was hysterical, but very bitchy. Um, Okay, I bet. (laughs) Beautiful though. Really? Oh yeah, he Mm. was fantastic. He was, it was really funny because I uh, joined and I was entry-level assistant, whatever, um, and I had a manager above me who was a, you know, straight male guy, but we both got equally flustered by our hot gay boss. It was... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we would both just go beat red as, like, Ben, just shining, would, like, come around the corner. It was... Oh, my God. It was hysterical seeing how much he put us out of sorts, just pure by, like, by intimidation. Like, the wow. boy, the man was just gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous and demanding. We loved it. Uh, you were like, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> Oh, that's cool good. yeah so when did you start getting into comedy? comedy october early october of 2020 so what well into quarantine yeah i mean okay so i guess if you want to talk about starting comedy i did like theater and improv when i was young okay, so okay. that was the background there mm-hmm. and then as far as most recently yeah october 2020 oh my god mm-hmm. you're so good already i'm so <laughs> i'm so bitter oh stop so I had Drea on my first podcast episode oh. with Pam mm-hmm. as well. And we were talking about how we got started in comedy. And like, girl, oh. I went to comedy college. I like paid for classes Where? as an adult in San Francisco <laughs> oh at like the Purple Onion. They have like a comedy school there. What? And I was there. Okay. I started like going to their events and stuff before I signed up for classes. Mm-hmm. And I got to see Ali Wong fucking <gasps> perform. Stop. I mean, and I, I think that she had just... I don't know if she had just graduated. She was just getting started. This was years ago, obviously. (laughs) Um, And I was just like, I like, I listened to comedy, but I didn't think I could ever do it. I was like, it took me, girl, 10 years (laughs) before I stood up in front of a microphone. I mean, maybe three years ago. Oh, my God. Um, But that's amazing. You're doing so well. Thank you so much. Um, Wow. That is so impressive. So do you remember your experience with Ali Wong? I love her. She's so great. She is, I like, it's it's bad actually. And we, I think we had talked about this before outside the radio station, but it's hard for me now that I'm trying to like come up with my own stories and like my own, mm-hmm. you know, voice, whatever it is. And it's so hard for me now to watch comedy, even like, you know, people like Ali Wong, like mm-hmm. we're like, really great. Cause I'm just so worried that she's going like, tones like that'll just like influence whatever i'm doing uh-huh. because in the back of my head like an ali wong joke will just like pop in daily like <gasps> yeah. like it just her stuff sticks with me because she's just so talented she's like so it's good so good oh yeah. my gosh do you remember your experience with her yeah very well i mean because she was really good even back then yeah she was so funny because it was like a it was like a when you finish the class or whatever, then you do a little performance, right? And then they, I don't know if they, I mean, that's why I'm not sure if she was in the class and she was just like the best in the class. She was the closer. Mm-hmm. She was the funniest. Always, always the headline. And she had this hilarious joke where she was like, and it was, it was billed as like an Asian comedy night. So I went uh-huh. with this friend of mine that's Korean, okay. you know, she's you like, a, she's a bi girl and I'm a <laughs> gay guy and I'm like, girl, they're Asian comedy. And she was in the comedy too. So we went. Cool. And then, um, they had all these like mediocre, you know, like they did okay. And then she gets up there and she's just like, she says hello in all these different Asian languages, like Chinese, <laughs> Japanese, Korean. I think she's half uh, 
I forget. She has a joke about it. She's half yeah. fancy Asian and half jungle Asian, right? <laughs> so funny. I love that. But so even back then, she was saying, like, she said hello in all the languages. And, she, and then she's like, um, okay, white people, repeat, all the white guys out there, repeat after me. And she had people, like, repeat, like, the hello, how you say hello in all these different Asian languages. Like, okay, white guys, repeat after me. It's not a fetish. <laughs> and I was just like, rude. Rude. That is brilliant yeah that, and that's so i love something so simple like that like there's another comedian um i think yeah it's orion so orion levine and he mm. just breaks he has this joke and it's like the same more or less the same punchline mm -hmm. repetitively and yeah. it's like it's such a good like time filler and yes. it's so genius because you just break down yes every element of something so simple as saying hi in a foreign language uh -huh. like it in an ancient language and there's plenty of asian languages like that's already going to take up time but right. oh I love that. And it's memorable. That's the thing. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like I write lots of jokes that are just kind of like long rambling stories. That's yeah. why I want to do a podcast, by the way, or like a radio <laughs> show, because it's like, I'm just more of a conversational like person. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Like so many, when I was started writing jokes, it was all long form, like everything yeah. like I was all about. I'm still like a very detailed person. So I always love like accentuating those and throwing as many of those in there and trying mm -hmm. to make them into little jokes themselves. But I have so many long story jokes and it's like, I can't do that. Like for me, no. I struggle so hard to be concise. Just yes. like one, two, punchline, right. done. And it's so tough for me. That's like my biggest yes. battle right It's now. hard for me now too, because you know, that's not my natural style. Plus <laughs> I'm from West Virginia and I draw and, and gay. And you'd think a <laughs> Southern person can draw out their words. Wait till you throw the gay in there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you'll be here for 30 minutes folks right <laughs> so it's hard for me to make make it punchy i'm just more of a lot i'm more of just a talker uh -huh. I'll, I'll ramble around all day and i hope people are entertained but whatever <laughs> that's you know it's hard especially when you're performing outside and there's buses going by and motorcycles oh, and people yelling out their cards like come on that bus was so cruel to you last uh, night that was targeted i'm sure i mean it's one you know i do have gay dd it is real <laughs> and that's happening and i'm trying to focus on not losing my train of thought mm -hmm. and pay attention to the audience remember remembering my jokes is so hard too that's why i love this i have girl i have notes written down on you oh my god i have so questions like i can like refer you. to this when i get stuck <laughs> you know what i saw you do can i like out you a little bit do it i saw you hold your yeah! in your hat and it was so when i realized what you were doing it was so i like Oh my god, I was so impressed. First off, that's a genius. He had his list like in the bill of his hat that he was holding and it looked yes. like such a like casual prop. Thank like you. I when I saw it, it was like seeing a magician's like unveiling a magician's tricks. So I was like, oh, my whole reality opened up. I was like, this is genius Girl. it's a master of his element this is so good i was so nervous I, i'm so horrible to just forget what the yeah. fuck i want to talk about and like sometimes when the, it's on and i'm feeling good and the vibe is right i'm like okay i don't need no notes yeah i've seen you go no notes before you're great but if I'm, especially if i'm nervous mm -hmm. you know if it's just here at muni radio where i just feel comfortable yeah you know like i'll do whatever i but. know pam has made a great space here like something about mutiny just feels so comfortable yes. and i mean i've come here multiple like multiple times now and that's probably it too but there is just such a i love 
See, this is why, like, I'm not ready for, like, the real world of comedy once quarantine lifts. This is just, like, I'm so used to kind of the laid back. Like, we're all just, like, right. lucky to be here. I have the time. And it's mm-hmm. a very welcoming, accepting thing mm-hmm. with these open mics I've been going to during, you know, a lot of the outdoor mics during COVID. And it's, I'm very scared to see what the real world looks like. I know. Imagine walking into a comedy club with, oh, like, no. 100 people that paid 20 bucks to see you. <laughs> and you're like, hi, everybody. And a wall I'm of funny. other comedians right. trying to get on the show, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm sweating already. I know. It'll be interesting to see what happens i know but you know what once the comedy clubs open up so do the bars so do the other plate the coffee shops there's gonna be plenty of my time for wherever you can fit in you know know. squeeze me in squeeze yourself in and you're (laughs) hilarious you're not gonna have any trouble well now thanks to henry i have a video yes which is huge i've been meaning to ask someone for a while and Henry's just like can i and i was like please do So I'm so excited to see that. I mean, I'm terrified to see it back, right? Like I'm you probably know. on stage in like a candy cane shape, like my posture is terrible or who knows what. Hmm. But yeah, I'm excited to see what that well, looks so like. Well, so no. Okay. So the genius person of the night was, what's his name? The tall guy with the curly hair that took Luke the mic. Moore. Luke Moore. took the mic out of the stand, yes. looped up the cord and starts walking around. And I was like, God damn it. Why didn't I think about doing that? I mean, I wanted to, but then I was just like, I'm too nervous. I'm going to drop my script. Oh my like God. That never even crossed my mind. I was blown no. away when he did that. I was like, that, that was is brilliant. so bold. So good too. Cause you can't even like see the people at the end. Yeah. I felt so bad for the people all the way at the end. Yeah. I wanted to reach them. I was just too nervous. To and- reach out and touch Reach out and touch somebody's hand. Okay, so my superpower with memory is song lyrics. I can remember every song lyric, and I wish I had. I wish I could transfer that to jokes because I have. I I have, girl. I have tons of material. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's all good, (laughs) but so editing and choosing is my problem. I know some people who tell the same jokes over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like they just don't want to write new material. They don't want to try new material. I don't know what it is, but. That's another reason I wanted to do this show is like, let's workshop a joke. Do you have any like new material? And you're a scribbler too. I saw you scribbling down in your notebook. You like Jack Ferguson. I see some people that have, I see you writing right up to the last minute. I was like, you know, for me, I'm just trying to remember the jokes I already wrote. (laughs) That's why I'm like copying my notes over again for the third time. I know. I, yeah, you've caught me. I'm, I'm definitely a scribbler and it's, it's just fun because I'm a journaler. I journal a lot and I, mm-hmm. I like being able to like, I want to remember my life and whatever it is. And yeah. then I started realizing like I'm writing down jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm writing down pieces of my life and like yeah. people I used to know and relationships I used to have and like all these situations I was in. And so it's like a weird chronicle of, you know, my life, my experience that I'm putting in joke form. Cause that's usually how I end up telling it anyways. Yeah. But now I'm going to do it, you know, for real laughs. And so when someone brings up a joke or someone says a joke or something really or who knows what a car passes by but it's just like i'm you know suddenly i get this flash of something that had happened mm-hmm. in my life and i'm like i have to write that down right now because yeah. my dumbass brain is gonna forget it the moment right. later so i gotta put it down even if it's not even funny yet like i need to put that down because there's something there there's something that could there work yep um i was on hulu so you're talking about workshopping jokes so you know i have my gamestop joke right so right like, that's so good oh, thank you i'm like i'm curious like the it's gonna expire soon so right we'll see how it evolves but i was <laughs> Uh, I have Hulu through a relationship, right? Okay. And relationship ended. Hulu account is still valid, so we'll see when the password changes. Right. Um, but it was really funny because I noticed he didn't have ads on his account before. Okay. And so now stop he paying does. for it. All right. Yeah, exactly. So now he has ads on his account, and I was like, "What happened, baby? I thought you got that GameStop money." Ah, uh, you're like loser. I know, didn't it work out? I'm like glad I left when I did. <laughs> 
there's a joke there. There's a joke there. <laughs> oh, I thought of one on the drive over here. Yeah? Yes, so, for you. Okay, so you're talking for, <laughs> for you, girl. I was like, okay. I was going over your jokes from last night. Oh and I was like, God. you're talking about how you, like your hair is kind of this medium length. Like before you yes. had it short and you, you know, people were thinking maybe you're a lesbian or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of a Karen length, right? Hi, very Karen. Yeah. Distinguishably Karen. So you went from Pat to Karen. Um, <laughs> are you growing it out to Becky length? Like what's next? <laughs> I love that. I love. That. I was a real Becky in the summer. I had like platinum blonde hair. My roots were down to my ears. It was okay. terrible. Like it was a real quarantine situation. But like it was hot for a moment there. Yeah. Like I was just like, where is your man? Uh, I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna take him. I take your man, your fiance, your husband. <laughs> you ain't Alice. This ain't Wonderland. And when I say I will, you know I can. So don't mess with me, cause I take your man. <laughs> You ready for me to be embarrassed about my age? I don't know that song. Uh, you shouldn't. You really <laughs> shouldn't know that song. That is Salt and Pepper. Do you know Salt and Pepper? Oh, of course I know Salt okay. and Pepper. Oh, that was God. from their debut album, <laughs> which came out when I was in like middle school or something, and I was like, yeah. Who was your favorite? Who was your favorite? Like elementary school, if you have one, and then middle school, high school, college. Madonna, like, Madonna, Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> When you're talking about blonde hair with some roots, I mean, who was the originator of that? <laughs> That's true. Is that, Come what you on. See? Is that what you see in me? Was that the affinity? You were just you like, know, those roots. She was just everything. She was so everything <laughs> if you were a little gay boy lived, growing up in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. She was everything. I had, and you know, my parents were like, ooh, maybe he's not gay. <laughs> he's putting up pictures this of this woman, but... And she did so much for the gays. So much. You know, when I grew up, there were not gay people on TV. There were not it, there was no internet girl nothing <laughs> i was like i don't understand what's wrong with me why do i look at boys butts <laughs> and madonna's dancers snapped it up and she talked about gay people you know her mentor was her ballet teacher when she was you know she was a dancer mm-hmm. so of course her ballet instructor was a big old homo and then he died <laughs> of aids so that became her cause oh my God. she did That's so right. much for the gay community and these little baby gays that are coming out now, they like they're like Madonna sucks. Like, nah, we like Ungrateful. Lady Gaga or whatever. I'm like, you don't even understand the history of it. Is like, it I get I get angry. <laughs> Is it possible to excommunicate them? Like, just they're not allowed in the community. <sighs> Take their at gay this card point. out. Exactly. I mean, they, like, you know, lose a color in the rainbow. Like they didn't uh, earn the Madonna back. We're deleting your your rainbow. <laughs> you don't get the violet shade. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. I, I try to struggle with not being a bitter old gay. I know it's slowly happening, but I'm like, whatever. Ugh, I'm bitter against Gen Z. Like, I know I should appreciate, and I'm, like, closer to them than I'm farther away. Yeah. But they scare me. They intimidate me, and I'm, I don't know. Uh-huh. I definitely have bitterness. Like, I'll need to work it out. It's definitely on my end only. They have no idea who I am. <laughs> but it's like, I, that's something about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you consider yourself a millennial. or yes. Can you identify as that, or is it just whatever your birth date is, you have to accept your generation? That is, that's actually a good point. I think maybe you can identify as an older, so I'm 94, right? Okay. And I'm right on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Like, 95 is, I think, when you start genuinely counting Gen Z. Uh-huh. But, so here's my, like, extra credit that I earn. Extra I have, credit. I have older siblings that I used to copy. Uh-huh. So their interests, 90, 90, 91, I just took those on. So okay. I was like, that's deep millennial shit. So okay. I'm, I associate you so, there. Yeah, because you're either younger and you had older subs. Exactly. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not an independent youngest child. I was fighting for survival. I was like, right. whatever you guys are doing, I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Stick with, <laughs> stick with the team. Don't leave me behind. That's all. <laughs> 
very small. Right. <laughs> Please take me with I'm you. I'm the youngest too. Yeah. So wait, how many is in your family? Mm-hmm. Three of you? Three. Okay. Three. I'm the youngest. Oldest brother. Uh-huh. Middle sister. Baby me. Baby you. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'm a baby too. It's oh. We got two boys, two girls. So, oh, yeah. that's excellent. So where did you fall? Were you like... I'm, I'm significantly younger. Oh, like yeah. my sister is 10 years older than me. My brother's eight years older. My other sister's six years older than me. Oh, so gosh. I was like a little whoopsie. <laughs> Time for dad to get a vasectomy. <laughs> You um, came with action steps. Yeah. They were like, we closed the door. We slammed the door shut after you. Um, but so, yeah. So they were all like, you know, and then my parents are kind of older. Like my parents were like a lot of my friends, you know, they had hot young parents in their 20s. My parents were well into their 40s by the time I like knew what was going on. Oh, my god! And, you know, or if not 50. And I was just like, why are my parents the same age as everybody else's grandparents? Like what's oh going on? God. Especially being in West Virginia. You know, we start early there. <laughs> It's like teen pregnancy is just the norm in some places still. And uh, it was there, yeah. But, uh, ooh, lost my train of thought. Babies, being the babies. Being the babies. There's definitely like absolute benefits to being a baby too. Yeah. Because you got to watch, you observed the life choices of all your siblings. And now you have like this slick cheat code path. around your parents rules and they usually give up at that point they're tired exactly my family was so broken by the time Mm -hmm. i wanted to have any fun anyways so there were no rules like it was literally just like like, a driver's license i was gone like it was awesome yeah uh but it was i mean it's just it's really funny to compare my experience with my brother and my sisters and it's just like I think that's really funny because I did actually tell them that I started doing comedy, right? Yeah. And they were surprised. like, what do you talk about? <gasps> what? I know. It was so funny. They were just like, what do you talk about? Like, your life has always been so easy. I'm like, you don't even know. You don't know my struggle. You don't know my struggle when you were gone. Because they were both at college when I was yeah. still in high school. So I was uh-huh. the only one in the house with my mom. Yes. That was the mm-hmm. worst. I hated that. It was bad. It was, I liked it when they, my parents had somebody else to focus on. Exactly. And when it was just the three of us, I was like, I have to deal with you guys. Just me. <laughs> I could. It was easy to create a diversion with other people around. Exactly. You'd be like, well, look at what Ronnie's doing. I'm not as bad as him. And then you slip out the window. Yes, yeah. exactly. Go look at Ronnie. Out. Right. But mm-hmm. not when it's just, ugh, it was bad. It was tough. <gasps> yeah. I know, the struggle of the youngest. The struggle. the struggle, but it's like, it's that thing where it's like adversity makes you stronger. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I, like, I'm so confident, like, youngest siblings are, like, the most adept, yeah. most intelligent. I agree. Usually the best genes come uh-huh. around. And the right, like, blah, yeah, yeah, what is so, up with that? I think so, too. We're the best looking. It's, <laughs> it's great. Um, and then also, like, you just get to learn from their mistakes. You're like, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah. I'm not dropping out of college to get married in 19. That was a <laughs> bit. I mean, my sister will tell you herself that was a mistake. But I mean, you know, sorry, Debbie, if you're listening. Sorry, Debbie. I do send her the link to this thing. Okay. Have you shared? Have you sent your uh, family like? No. Nope. No, not yet. Nope. I have like, I, my family is like weirdly conservative. They're going to love this when they do listen to it. Mm-hmm. They're really conservative. So it's like we were raised Catholic and definitely like more like modest and stuff like that. Like we did not talk about sex. We did not talk, really talk right. about dating. Like my siblings did not date when yeah. they were in high school. Wow. And I was like, you know, the social butterfly when it came around. Like I was, so my brother and yeah. sister, very smart people, you know, except when they're fucking idiots. It's <laughs> right. like, it's, they were really focused on that aspect of school, right? Yeah. And they were very quiet. And so I came around and I was like, there's no reason to be quiet and study and not also have a good time. You can do both. I'm always of the detrimental personality that's like, I want to do it all until I run myself into the ground. Yeah. So that's what I did. So I did all the social (laughs) shit. I was drinking, I was dating in high school, I was doing all that stuff. 
and they they couldn't relate. So I can't even imagine like they would listen to my comedy and they're gonna be like that wasn't you. And I'm like you weren't around. So you, you don't know. even know. I'm like you didn't even yeah you don't even know. You didn't ask yeah. questions. You didn't check in on me in high school. So this is what I was doing. Right. Um. So they would yeah they would be confused, angered, yeah. disillusioned. They would go through all all the stages, all yeah. of the stages. So we're gonna wait on that one. Okay. Not really gonna just like offer that up to them on a silver yeah. platter. You should um, do a family set. You should just one time here when it's on the <laughs> the Muni Radio mic. It's gonna be nice sound quality. That's true. And then you're just gonna be like, "This is my family. This is the one. This is the, the one MP3 I'm gonna send them." <laughs> and just pick and choose your jokes. Oh, that is tough. That would actually be tough, even just to edit like which ones I would want them to hear. Yeah. Like that would be fun. That would be really fun. Okay, I wrote down another one of your jokes. Ooh. You mentioned you hate yoga classes, but do, but do you like doing yoga aside from like if you're doing it at home? Like, cause I love yoga, girl. I mean, yoga changed my life. Really? Don't get me. I'm a hippie, like you know, <laughs> new agey type dude. So I love some yoga. And when you said that, I was kind of like, oh, Chelsea, you don't like yoga. <laughs> I mean, Chelsea, I, oh my God, Shelby, I'm sorry. No, I'm it's funny because it's like a standard like white girl name. Like, yeah, I, 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 I mean, like, almost had soccer teams that were like majority Chelsea's. Yeah, majority Chelsea, majority oh Jessica. Like, well, then there's also that Jennifer's. comedian Chelsea lately. Fucking Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler, love uh, her. Are you there, God? It's me. Are you there, Vodka? It's me. <laughs> so funny. She is phenomenal. She's, she's like that right amount of edgy mm-hmm. that like she'll make you like spit up your drink she'll make you like cough she a shocks little bit. you she shocks you in a really good way while still kind of like maintains this facade of like hey like i'm just a white woman like right I'm a blonde, hot she, white woman she talks about it mm-hmm. she talks about being white i was trying to get into that last night not very successfully <laughs> about being a white person these days <laughs> in my culture and i'm like there's different flavors of white you know we're not all the same i don't know yeah it's hard these days with you know it's I so you know I mean I date Lil Henry yes. I'm so down with Brown and uh, being <laughs> being Will Brown I have to be down with Brown <laughs> but I and I want to be down with Brown and at the same time I'm hella white you're hella white of course um so it's like I just want to show my support but also I want to show people like not all white people are the same just like mm-hmm. not all anybody else is the same everybody's different we're all unique individuals but wanting to acknowledge it without being like a dick about it I don't know and being from yeah. West Virginia it's like I know that there's racism cooked into my blood like you can't just not <laughs> right cop to it at some point mm-hmm. no, like, i mean you know i try to get rid of it but it's like <laughs> it's there well i think that's the beautiful thing about comedy because mm-hmm. it takes all of those you know stereotypes and you know for however real they are and makes them disarming and digestible for people right right like i can joke about being a karen and mm-hmm. you know verbally assaulting somebody on the fedex customer service hotline <laughs> which i've done and i'm not proud it's of happened I'm working to change but it's kind of like it is i think that there's something really valid to acknowledging the obvious like acknowledging the stereotypes and acknowledging mm-hmm. people's first impressions of you yeah and then twisting it in a way that they wouldn't expect or that, you know, would make them think about that stereotype a little differently. Because you're right, like, everybody is unique across, you know, whatever race, whatever color, the race, city gender. is. And it's, like, how you tell your story, and that's the benefit of, like, having the mic, right? Like, you get to right. tell your story, your perspective. Yes. I love that. And that's kind of, like, what, you know, yes, like, I am a white, I'm a white girl, yeah. I'm a blonde girl from Orange County. Right. But, you know, I am trying to still figure out exactly, like, what is, what is different about my experience and my voice on the stage yes. um, because it is fun. And I like to have noticed this too. And like a lot of my comedy is like 
about dating or being a white girl and that's yes. not where I want to stay absolutely mm-hmm. like I think it's a good platform because it's the first thing you see about me so it's yeah. like the first thing that people think let's talk about that right off right. the bat yes. but you know I'll get more time and I'm going to get into some other subjects and get kind of weird mm-hmm. and I look forward to that but at the moment it's just kind of like let's talk about the elephant in the room right here <laughs> I am a, I'm a blonde white girl well dressed in front of you today <laughs> I bet you're wondering who I'm sleeping with I will tell you <laughs> well, let's talk about it I know you told this joke about dating during COVID and so a lot of your jokes are very topical which is great mm-hmm. and it makes you keep it fresh you can't mm-hmm. keep telling the same jokes over and over again the star weekly of comedy yes, yes it's like <laughs> what's the new what's the new tea what's the new taste um so it's it's good i like topical jokes but you're right it's like they have a shelf life yeah you know you can only tell them for so long and then you got to come do you are you constantly generating new material it sounds like you're kind of like me like i'm always writing new stuff but then like trying it out on an audience especially when you're like these people paid to be sitting here like Mm -hmm. i want to deliver but at the same time it's like you know i want to try out new jokes too exactly you know it's funny because i burned through one notebook of jokes already of material uh-huh. that i'd written and there were sets in there too so it was like a rehearsal space as well as just like drafting jokes yeah. and i burned through that so i got a new notebook and i was like you know the ocd in me was like let's organize this let's do it by subject okay by stuff. that failed and what i no. realized i needed to do was i kind of needed just like a best hits okay notebook of stuff that is worked that in works. sets stuff yeah. that works yeah and keep that in a like a like a little library archive situation so it's like if i ever need to like construct a set like if i ever get paid one day have to go on a show and just right get the crowd just and not it. exactly go to that book yeah or whatever it is and i don't want to like make it formulaic because that's you know probably juvenile too for people opening this for so long and just kind mm-hmm. of like react to the crowd and have everything stored in their brain but that's where i'm at right now is like understanding like i've tried a ton of stuff and I've, i'm actually really happy with like every week or so that i've gone up through yeah. covid i've tried new things like, i've yeah. always tried new material i haven't gone yeah. two weeks I mean, I took a little break off at Christmas, right? So it's not as impressive. But it's like <laughs> I have always tried new material and new sets yeah. for like the week that I go to a couple different open mics. So I try in a few different places. Mm-hmm. And it's now I'm at this point that it's like, all right, I need to go back through what I've done mm-hmm. and archive what works and pull that into some really tight sets. Yeah. So that's kind of where my head in effort is going to be at, I think, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know about you. Like, I definitely, I had this huge momentum, too, with writing. And honestly, in the last couple of weeks, it hasn't been there. Yeah. Like, I've really just been working off old ideas and refining them. But it's like, for whatever reason, like, my experience, my outlook, maybe it's the rain. Who knows? But it's yeah, just. Yeah. It ebbs and flows. Sometimes you get yeah. feel creative. And other days, you're just like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I can't form, like, a solid thought or a joke. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird. And I used to do this when I was hiking. I hike a lot. But it was funny because I would just like internal monologue yeah. in a comedic set, mm-hmm. like in a set off the way that I used to watch people do on TV or like on the, you know, through podcasts, listening to comedians. And that was how I would talk to myself, like as I was. Yeah. And I, you're and trying I to tell yourself jokes or you're trying to see something and be like, how can I make that into a joke? No. Or, or what is it? Like, it's almost like an internal rehearsal of mm-hmm. this daydream that I would do comedy one day. Okay. And like, how would I explain myself and my life and my experience to an audience and like project it in a funny way? Okay. It was, anyways, I started writing that down, but I haven't been able to do that in so long. Like I haven't, it's strange. I think the stress too of really analyzing the material I have Uh is kind of psyching me out versus just like, here's my whole life. Yeah. Let's turn it into a joke. Suddenly Uh it's like, here's this thing that I thought was funny. How do I force it sometimes? Into a set. Mm -hmm. Like how do you, yeah, I know sometimes I think of something that's really funny, but it's like, where do I put it? Yeah. It was like last night I had 
some like I was generating a lot of new ideas yes like yesterday before like Pam texted me like do you want to do Asiano? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. And then I'm like, shit, I want to write some new stuff. And then I started mm-hmm. writing a bunch of new stuff in like a 24 hour period. And then I was like, like oh I God. need, you know, they have like ad blockers or whatever. <laughs> I need thirst trap blocker on my Instagram. <laughs> Cause I mean, some days I'm like, yeah, I'll scroll through it. Some days I'm like, now is not the time to get thirst trapped. <laughs> I'm on Instagram specifically to message people about comedy and promote Pam shows and Drea's shows. And I can't get distracted right now. So I need a thirst trap blocker app. Uh, if anybody has developed one, we are in the Bay Area. You never know who's listening. Um, but you also, okay, just getting back to the topical stuff. Okay. You mentioned, you know, dating during COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Where do you, when, how long do you wear a mask on the first date? Like, what do you do? Like, these are rules. Like, nobody is, I think comedians are really on the front lines of educating people. You're the one that even... <laughs> I get my news through comedy. I appreciate you. And like Matthew Quirk does lots of news jokes. He's so good. He is. I need to get him on here. I need to get a male on this podcast. Is it all been females? It's all been females. You know, I'm just a gay. I just relate to women better. (laughs) I'm nervous. Oh, and and then also, okay, so bookmark that. And then also, what other Bay Area comedians do you think should be on the show? I'm, Ooh, I need to reach out. I need to start reaching out to people. That's such a good question. My, I feel like my circle is so small right now because I've just been in this, like, outdoor community. Yeah. There's so many names. Like, I just recently joined, you know, the comedy network. Bay Area comedians. Bacon, la, 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 la. Um, and there's so many people I don't recognize. Like the fact that that group is yeah. 10,000 people. You're like, is, who? Like the deep sea. Like I look at that, I'm like, wow, that That's will consume me. Um, so yeah, my circle, like the people I know in the community is really tight. You already did Drea. That would be the first person that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. You already did Pam. Yep. So who was on your second show then? It was Jen, um, Perez. Oh, Jen. Do you know her? Yes. I She's saw so her fun. at Jack London. For the <gasps> she first did. Time. She did go mm-hmm. last week. Did, was she debating it, debating it on the show? Yeah, she was like, oh, I haven't been out a lot lately, you know, and I'm like, go, you should go. And I didn't get like Pam was here and Pam's like, bye, finish up your podcast. I'm seeing you. I'll see you later. I'm going to Oakland. And I was like, I want to go, but I'm just so tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that's happening tonight with the rain. It's probably not a good idea. I know it's pouring out in Oakland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening, there is an open mic here at Muni Radio at 6 p.m. We're talking, uh, let's just reannounce ourselves. This is uh, funny people, including Will Brown. I am Will Brown, and currently including me in her life is Mrs. Shelby Wilson. Thank you for being here, Shelby. Of course. Thank you for accepting my late ass, because honestly, no if worries. somebody told me they were going to be an hour late, I'm just like, reschedule. Reschedule. My no, time is important. I was worth, so you're worth waiting for. Thank you. I knew you would be. <laughs> um, and plus, it's a two-hour show. So, I mean, you know, like, I just love playing music i love I singing along with the song at choice parts i, I like almost, like mm. i felt bad about coming late but at the same time i was like i could have waited 15 more minutes because he's playing some fire tunes i love my music I choices wanna... <laughs> i i could be a dj there yes. was a show back in the eight i don't know 70 late 70s early 80s called wkrp in cincinnati i don't know if you've ever heard of it no. but it was so good it was like about this small ass radio station in cincinnati and it was just like the characters were so funny. You know, there were the DJs. There was like the sales guy that had to like sell the ads. There was like the secretary was like hot Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> like it was so good. And like I've always thought being on a radio because you don't have to worry about the way you look. You I don't know. have to worry about all the shit that people on TV and movies have to worry about. You can just be a voice. Radio voice. Yeah. Oh, another dream. I know this yeah. is so fun. And you know what? When one of the first 
mics, maybe not one of the first, but there was a mic that I did at Pam's, and I remember she was saying, she was like, this is broadcast, like, this is Mutiny Radio, and I yeah. remember thinking, I was like, I am on the radio. Live. I am live. Yeah. And it was so intimidating at first. Yeah. And now it feels like so comforting because it's so cool too because you have no idea how many people you're reaching no idea which is um, like awesome some truck Truly driver awesome is driving down mission street right now like who are these people why should i care about this i don't know but she What's sounds that fun crunchy sound i hear in the background right. it's doritos and Thank cheetos <laughs> and cheetos yeah that's Got fun you never know who you're influencing i know it's amazing but like now at this point, it's so cool, especially too. Yeah. Like to have that opportunity it feels so natural. Just being a mutiny. Yeah. Feels like home. Okay. And so you just started comedy during COVID. Yeah. So girl, <laughs> I was doing um, comedy shows and stuff like, so I mean, I'm a big gay. So it's like, I was going for the gay audience, which I, w okay. So my next step is to, I really want to start organizing like a weekly or at least a monthly something comedy night. They used to have them in the Castro at Harvey's. Okay. I don't know how familiar with the Castro you are. Not enough. Not enough. Unfortunately. All right. Let me school Show you for me, a minute. Yeah, just a quick minute. So, you know, do you know Harvey Milk? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So there's this place called Harvey's, mm -hmm. uh, at like 18th and Castro right on the corner there the main corner in the Castro and they used to have like, it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I forget, you know, it was like midweek. Mm -hmm. Um, just a way to like get people into the bar. I mean, it's a bar a restaurant yeah. mm -hmm. and it was so fun, but you know what? And I, and so I, that was before I would ever was ever in front of a mic, but I loved comedy and I would just go mm -hmm. as a patron. Right. Yeah. I would get some drinks. We, I would bring friends. I'd be like, Oh my God, they're doing comedy at the, in the Castro. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So I was going to stuff like that a lot. And then that's when I was kind of like, you know what? They have this whole month, like the host was a big old faggot, but after him, <laughs> it was, and he was really funny. He was like the funniest, but then it, it just ended up being straight people yeah. on the mic. And I was just like, what? And I then, um, I mean, that's kind of exotic. If you're in the Castro, like maybe it's an exhibition where it's like, listen to these straight people and their problems. I know. And I was just like, I don't care about these people. I can't really Castro to be gay. I want to listen to gay people. And that's when I was like, gosh darn it, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I'm going to learn yeah. it. I'm going to comedy college. I'm going to learn this <laughs> stuff. And so, you know, I was just like, that's that what mo that's what motivated me. was just like, I want to be represented up on the stage in the Castro. Yeah. We're at fucking Castro on 18th. Oh, I love I, that. I want to hear you. I feel like you ha could have so many good jokes about comedy college yeah you're right like fumbling i haven't even thought about college. it you have to go into that that Girl, is we had workbooks that's what it was and that's like, like... actual published printed yes oh my god like <laughs> like it was hilarious it was really i mean that's what i needed i mean yeah. i just came from school i was a fucking nerd you yeah. know like I was like, I need, that's how I learn. I, you know, like, give me a workbook. I feel, I'll fill it. I'll fill in the blanks. That is, I love that though. Like the discipline around it. Like it's, I'm embarrassed, frankly, when people ask me like, what are comedians that you like follow and like, and you uh -huh. know, whatever it is, because you know, I feel like there's definitely an appreciation for, you know, the underground comedy scene and all these up and coming comics. And if you really yeah. know the scene, you know, these people and I get yeah. embarrassed left and right because I don't know, yeah. like I don't go deep, but you know what I love? You don't like, need to. I love the element like i just love performing and yeah. like i love making people laugh like that is you know i do that in and out whenever i can yeah that's just who i am just day to day day to day and it's oh man like it is i appreciate that side of it so much and that's something that like i want to take on like as i continue through comedy because i don't mm -hmm. want to be like just like dumbstruck oblivious of like 
being it's in the same good club to know, as somebody who's important. You know, but like like Pam and Drea both said the same thing that you're saying mm-hmm. that you don't they don't listen to co- other comedians because they don't want to accidentally steal somebody's joke or yeah. you know be influenced. They want to be their own voice, which I totally get it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have that problem because I do have that photographic memory for things that I listen to. Okay. What's up, Sam? Sam's giving us fish lips like pressed up against the window. Sam, do you want to refill my wine while you're out there? Oh, okay. Put him to work. Oh, That's now good. he's exactly. give, showing us how wide he can open. Oh, my That's God. That's for you. That's not for me. Sam, for real, though. He's got a big-ass backpack on, too. Would you hit me up with that wine? Oh, it's... Oh, Chelsea. Okay. Well, I got a grab bag over here of drinks and snacks. Do you? For you, Chelsea. I mean, God, I keep saying Chelsea. God damn it, Shelby. He's going to take the Cool Ranch Doritos, though. He better. All right. Here's my Whole Foods bag of goodies. Whole Foods? Fish around in there and get you a beverage. Ah! That's a shook beer now. It hit the ground. I'll take that one. Just drench myself. Actually, it's a La Croix, so you probably don't want that. You got a shook La Croix now. I'm still working on my second Ew, beer. You're dropping stuff on the floor. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my god! It's mayhem here in the studio. In the Jesus. Sam, what are you doing? Why do you have your backpack on? What's going on? Yeah, Why don't you hop on the mic for a sec? Say hello to the people. <laughs> Funny man. Just, all right, that was and that was, and the screeching that? sounds you've heard. <laughs> we got a pterodactyl go. in the studio. Oh, do we have a mic? We have a special guest. You might. I don't know if you have to share. The mic one is out, so we're down to just like two and four here. Okay. The only mics working. So hop on Chelsea's mic. I mean, no, God no, damn no. it, Shelby's mic. What's wrong with that? That one, one doesn't work either. Only two mics in this Only two mics. Come on, you're a guest. Share, 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 and like, share. As the like. youngest child, I it doesn't work. You're not listening, Sam. You're not listening. What are you saying, Will? I'm saying it doesn't work. I can't hear you. Hello? Check, 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 check. It's not working. Testing. Test. Oh, now he's working. Testing. You're magic. <laughs> Sam is magic. I love how younger sibling mentality is like, we'll make this work. You have to. I'm, an, I'm the oldest sibling. Yeah. You're the oldest? You guys can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, you really give off that energy. When yeah. you stole all my Doritos, asshole. Uh-huh. Big older sibling energy. And, okay, tell us what it's like to be the oldest. It fucking rocks. Oh, yeah? Why? I used to beat the shit out of my siblings. I bet you did. And they couldn't even fight me back for the most part. Do you owe them money at this point? All of them, of course. Yeah, of course. I owe them Bitcoin, too. (laughs) That's getting more and more expensive. I keep owing them more and more money. Yeah, that's a a hole you need to get out of ASAP. (laughs) I would help you, but as a youngest child, I stand with them. What does ASAP stand for again? As soon as possible. As soon as pronto? As soon as pronto. Ooh. Lo, lo Shelby, so I heard, I, or excuse me, Chelsea, I heard you believe in <laughs> I heard you believe in science. I do. I am a woman of the sciences. Can I just ask the room one one thing? Is there anyone who believes that who doesn't believe that science exists? In the Bay Is there area? anyone who's like I don't <laughs> think that science is even a thing? I have an answer to that question. I think science, you know, they come up with theories that they keep revising. And they act like they come out with these studies and they act like it's fact and it's proven and they are frequently wrong mm-hmm. and they keep having to re and I'm like, you know, some things. Yeah, obviously yeah. we can prove some things. Other things. I'm not so sure. Well, I but feel e- like like they used no, to say go. that like brain cells never regenerate. And like DNA is like it's locked in at birth. That's something and your dad tells you. All these so you things stop different. smoking pot. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like you're going to affect your DNA. <laughs> yeah. So I believe in science to a point, but it's got to its limits. But I always, I'm it's like, there. It's not not there. It's like even if they're wrong, it's yeah. still ba- wrong science, but it's still science. People are like, no, science is not real. It's not. It's yeah, never existed. No. I am from West Virginia, but I do believe in a lot most of science. That's like way too far reaching. Like, see, my thing is like history is a big portion of it too. Like, we wouldn't believe it if it wasn't like 10, 20, mm-hmm. 30 years old has been proven over that amount of time. So it's not just yeah. like science is an absolute thing. It's like it's a story, almost yes. right, and it's a it's proof. A way to like I love the word something. proof with science because you do like you have to prove it. But everything they're doing is like iterations of proofs to this point. So like of course, like science is a journey. But we only like yeah. truly believe in the things that are established, like from a long time ago, that they've constantly been able to prove. I, lo- yeah. I love proofs. Proofs. Like geometry. Or like getting fucked up. Proofs. <laughs> Explain to me proofs in yeah. the social setting. One hundred proof. Oh, Ayo. like vodka is oh whatever. Oh my god, proof. we are babies. We don't damn. know anything. We're street dumb. I got some rum the other day that is sixty-nine uh, percent alcohol. You got some rum? Some 69% alcohol rum. Okay. <laughs> nice. That I want to share with you guys. Okay. Wow. Like on, a, on a special occasion. Not this. This isn't special. That's true. Oh, you just okay. dropped in. No. It, was, it was feeling special. And then... Mm. Now, it's it, now it's not special. <laughs> <laughs> it's now especially it's special. Now it is a party. It's actually... I have to say, it's a very fun podcast with three people. Yes. Threes, you need three people, I think. To, to like I have. I am fine with that. The way that you were doing it, though, when you had questions about Shelby, though, like that, that's good form for two people when you're diving right. into someone's like character and person. Yeah. But if you're just shooting the shit, I really think you need three people. Sam, oh, yeah. media critique and personality. Oh, okay. I, you know, I love <laughs> fucking feedback. That's what I, I love Joke Workshop on Mondays because yes. I want people to respond. I don't want it to be a one-way. Yeah. conversation like i want to tell my jokes and then have people prove that they've paid attention to my jokes well, that's, that's a good thing too <laughs> i know that's the worst thing you leave a set and you like you're wondering what people are thinking of you or like yeah. what hit, or you just like you know i'm kind of like half tipsy most of the time i go up anyways i'm like was that just drunk right. shelby feeling overconfident or was that <laughs> real it's like tell me if it worked or not did it please. work yeah I had one fan come up to me last night. I don't know if you all saw the woman in the like leopard coat. Yes. In the she was time. great. Yes. Oh, I loved yeah. her. Sissy. Was- Sissy, if you're listening, call me. Follow me on Instagram. She was fun to talk to, though. And she remembered my jokes. She quoted my jokes back to me. I was like, okay, I thought I bombed and I sucked. But at least I have one fan out of this. That's great. I have found that the leopard apparel in San Francisco is like a universal sign of coolness. I think like, so. If you have leopard print, yeah. not fucking cheetah or lion, you guys can go fuck yourselves. Uh-huh. Leopard specifically Leopard's is good. the cool apparel. Those people go to, you know, the hot clubs. They, they do the mollies. They're and they, hot. You know, have sex with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Big sexy parties with each other. What it's, about Ocelot? I like an ocelot too. Like personally, yeah, I don't that's know. Pretty rogue. You I can't love afford it. to hang with the ocelot crowd. No, like they're not just casually on the street. Unfortunately, that's high rank. A or, or a lynx, lynx. A lynx. with those like beards things they have that look like <laughs> chin, you know how like some animals leg. pubes go longer than their dicks and they like kind of like pyramid Ooh. down. I don't want. Do you that know what animal. I'm talking about? I don't want that animal. <laughs> what I don't know what animal like are you talking about? Penis. Like a buffalo? Yeah, like a buffalo. Like the hair is kind of like I think it's the pee that makes it like kind of stream into Pam a singular Pam had a joke line. about this last Pam has week. Has a joke about this? She said pubic. You have a joke about this? Pubic hair yeah. is to direct the pee into the toilet. That's its purpose. 
And I said it, I think it's more for scent reasons. What? Scent. It holds on to the scents. Go the, deeper smell. on that. It's what? S4. What? What oh, are we doing? Heck yes. This is going to go from a party of three to a party God, of God, S4. God, I'm on S4. Oh my God. Pam is here. Oh, Did you, do you got the level up high enough? Yeah. Uh, okay. Wait, this is awesome because three felt more like my family. Uh, and now we have four. This four, is the whole gang. Two boys, two girls. It's just like my four family. Four is too much. Four is entirely too much. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that Sam is mansplaining the the logistics of radio. It's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll just I'll cut Shelby I'll cut Shelby off and no, then we'll it's, be good. No, it's it's fine. Yeah, just cut out the other woman. Uh, don't worry. It's the I, the the joke is about like what is the purpose of pubic hair. And it's to focus the pee into the toilet because when you shave it all off, it just blah, blah, blah. It goes everywhere. It's just all over the place. It splatters. So it literally like focuses the pee into the toilet. That's what the pubic hair does. I think there's a song there. Focus your pee. Are you saying that pubic hair evolved to point pee into toilets? <laughs> I'm saying... <laughs> I'm saying for my specific purposes. I so that you, so that you're not running around in the forest as a wild woman with pee all over your legs. Exactly. Right? It just goes willy-nilly like everywhere. Those women with pubic hair, their legs are not covered right. in urine, and I want to have sex with them, and then they reproduced more. It does Evolution it's... happened. Did anyone else think it was weird that James had a water fountain on his toilet last night? <laughs> was this the after party I, that I missed? There's yes, a bidet. Oh, okay. God, I went to that. That's right. It's a bidet. Yeah. There's I a... forgot where I parked my car. I was more fucked up than I thought. Oh, that's not good, girl. I'm a lightweight. Not good. I know. Uber. I know. It's called Uber. Yeah, it's Uber always to your best. car next time. I, to drive. I, um, <laughs> right. I got a DUI in 2007. It's the reason that I moved to San Francisco, actually. But don't get one. It's so expensive. It's, and now it's I thought you were already good. on your way to San Francisco, and you got it on the way here. <laughs> on the no, drive here. No, I did not. Oh. No, that is not how that I happened. missed up my facts. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, uh, mm. I moved here because of Burning Man, but that was all after. <laughs> but that was all after the DUI. She moved the, here for the drugs after she was not allowed to drive because of the drugs. Well, no, it wasn't the drugs. It's just the alcohol. The it's alcohol. the legal drug that's the problem. But yeah, it's don't drink legal. and drive. It's terrible. It's so much cheaper to take an Uber or even get a ticket on your car. Seriously, it doesn't girl. matter. It's so much cheaper. Then get a ticket. The get life. An Uber. Oh my God, you have to go to all these classes. I gave those classes, girl. That was my job. I was a DUI therapist counselor for two years. That was my job. Were those people just like the funnest people ever? So fun. No, it's just like hanging out with your... And I'm like, I just didn't know. I just never got caught, you guys. I'm just like you. And they're like, we like you. And I'm like, yeah. Are they all dressed in leopard, too? Some were. Some were. I feel like you can't get, like, legally, you can't get credit if you wear leopard to a DUI class. Be like, leopard. You're missing the point here. <laughs> I had a bouncer. It was like a club. I was like, you're bounced if you're wearing leopard. Get out. If you sm if I smell alcohol on your breath or if you're wearing leopard, you can't come to the meeting. <laughs> people show up with alcohol like on their breath? Yeah. I had to pee test people. Oh, my Lord. That was one of the weirdest moments of my life, actually, having to pee test. Like, you have to watch them pee into the cup. And I'm th thank God I was a man. If I was a woman, I was like, am I I'm really – and I had to call my, like, supervisor. I'm like – I'm really supposed to be in the room with him while he pees in the cup. I'm so glad you brought what it back to pee. Right, full circle. I'm peeing. Were you like right here, or were you like right here? If the I'm guy peeing? was like drunk, so and I think he was kind of a little bit like 
uh, yeah, like exhibitionistic about it. He had a nice dick, by the way. I mean, so he was unprofessional. Did he kind of hard about it? Like, did he, he chub was, it up a little bit? I mean, he was kind of like, <laughs> do you like? It was the really, it was a weird experience because I was like, I don't want to have to do this. I was like, yeah. can I just send him home? And my supervisor was like, no, you have to pee test him. Like, there's a like, protocol you have to follow. Oh God, it was we, the weirdest job. I really hope you were making more than minimum wage for this. No, I was brutal. making okay money. He was a volunteer, actually. <laughs> a volunteer. I volunteer pee test people. Yeah. That would be... Uh, he actually got 10, DUI, he got 10 DUIs in a row, and that's when they just make you the instructor instead of <laughs> right. sending you to classes. They're like, like, you know it inside yeah. and out, so just do exactly. the class. That would be a good short story, actually. The guy who watches people pee, and then you find out at the end of the story that he's a volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just complaining about it the whole time. Okay. That would be the good little fiction. No, getting paid to watch people pee is better than volunteering sure. for it. I got paid for that shit. Wow. <sighs> when my, my DUI instructor, uh, he said... Uh, hey, what are your plans to never get another DUI? And I raised my hand, you know, like a good little student. <laughs> and I said, I'm never going to drive again. And he said, you're the... <laughs> He's like, you're the only one I'll never see here again. He's like, her plan, her plan works. Her plan makes her plan absolute actually sense. works. She's never going to drive again. I was like, I'm never getting my license back. I will never drive a car. I'm never going to never drive again. I give I up. In San Francisco. I it doesn't quit. matter. Because it's not like it's not addressing the problems like oh like the drinking portion is what's technically illegal and it's like i'm not giving that i'm up. not it's not I'm illegal. just giving up the driving it's right. not illegal to drink i'm a fucking adult and i made a lot of choices in exactly. my life to be able to drink i don't have kids i'm a fucking responsible goddamn adult who likes to fucking party right i don't have any kids i have no responsibility i keep my fucking cats alive and everyone else can suck a dick right. i don't have to suck dick because i'm not so desperate bitches yeah. like fucking people give me drugs still and i'm old so whatever i made choices in my life so Fuck everybody else. You oh, made you responsible can drive a car? choices. That's the thing, though. Is I don't want to drive to Tahoe. You want to drive me? Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm not driving in the snow. Driving to Tahoe is the worst. It's the worst. Don't it's do it. Get on one of those buses that will take you or something. You can drink all you want. <laughs> I fucking like it. I like being in the snow, driving on like a snow, having to put the chain, like just being fucked up in a blizzard. I feel like you're pretty DUI safe in a blizzard. Like no one. That's what? true. You can't get you blamed can't for sliding off the road. Blizzard, yeah, so. you could be like <laughs> you're like in Star Wars. Like you know when you're driving like 90 <laughs> miles an hour and there's like a foot and a half of snow on the road and the, the snow is just coming at you like, like you're just like transcending time and the stars are right. shooting in your eyeballs. Like yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh. I love it that. is. It is. And it's fun for point, a minute. Point in case you shouldn't be doing DMT and driving a car at the same time. DMT. So. <laughs> I know that's not a DUI. Maybe Come it's on. a little I, more serious. Pam, but... That's ridiculous. I do my DU I do my DMT in rest stops. <laughs> <laughs> How long does DMT last anyway? Like I have I minutes. don't I don't know. I've like, never done it, but like I refuse to listen to Joe Rogan long enough to find out the answer to like that. <laughs> He's so bad. I don't listen to him at all. You don't like Joe Rogan? No. I mean, I don't either. I've Yay. listened to clips and I'm like, okay, he's kind of funny, but he's also kind of a dick. And Mostly I can't, a dick. I, I can't, I can't do take it. it. I know enough dicks in my personal life. I don't need to subscribe. Yeah. Like, I'm fine without it. I'm, yeah. I'm good without him. And I hate because, you know what? The best argument that people have for him is it's like one of the top podcasts in the world. The I most, know. And I'm just like, that's not a reason that's not for, a good for reason. me to pay attention. Yeah. But it's the first reason I get every time. So it's like, you don't listen to Joe Rogan? Why? He's the best. And I'm like, 
kill yourself. That's like People Magazine is the best magazine in the world because <laughs> more people read it than any other. It's like because most people are is stupid. That a true fact. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, Will Brown and including other uh, funny people. Just so you know, there's like one minute left. But one you can, minute. But you Will can Brown. Roll I actually six o'clock because the six o'clock is all I'm here for. So that's six o'clock. Come down if you're funny, and if you're not a, funny, you can listen to us talk. Still come down. You still, you did. You should do jokes and stuff. But I don't know if you want to like wrap up your podcast. We are wrapping up. Wait, can Will I just say Brown. one thing before we wrap? Please. Will Brown, Please. I want at some point you have to get the other Will Brown on this podcast. I would get, love it. Colin, these other Will Brown. Yeah, whoa, whoa. There's Your another name's... Will Brown? Yes. Where? Sam. Should I tell a story? No. Okay. All right, we'll save it. it no. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll do it later. Yeah. We'll do it later. I'll tell you off air. I'll tell you off air. Fine. We are going to talk about Let me think about it. Yeah, it's Bughouse Square. It's a, it's a day. It's an evening. But it could be any random day. Hey, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This is Bughouse Square. This is Mutiny Radio. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Uh, this week on Bug House Square, uh, we're, um, yeah, I don't know, you know, it's uh, some, some heady times on us right now. Uh, I'm a, uh, I want to be uh, jubilant, but, uh, you know, uh, being raised Catholic... Um, well, I don't know if it goes across the board for Catholicism, but in my household, it was, uh, you never were really allowed to be too happy. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that would, that increased the, uh, the falling distance, which was certainly, uh, you know, but I'm staying optimistic and I'm, I'm slowly letting things go and, and enjoying the moment. I am. 